Hello, hello, writers. I'm Kristen Kiefer, author of fantasy fiction and creative writing resources, and you are listening to the Well Storied Podcast, where I share insights, encouragement, and actionable advice designed to help you craft sensational novels and build your best writing life, always in 30 minutes or less, so you can get back to writing, of course. Ready for the show? Let's get talking. All right, writers, today is Thursday, August 26th, 2021. Once again, my name is Kristen Kiefer, and I am your host for the Well Story Podcast. And if you are anything like me, if you are anything like most creatives, then today's episode is for you because there's a good chance that you have a pretty messy, chaotic mind full of all sorts of ideas and information related to your creative work, and today we are talking about how writers can organize their creative work using a second brain. If you have no idea what the concept of a second brain is all about, no worries, we are covering it all in today's episode. As always, today's episode translates the latest article from the Wellstory blog into audio, So if you would like to read along as you listen in, you can visit well-storied.com slash life to find the corresponding article. Now without any further ado, let's dive in. Creatives are prone to messy minds. We are knowledge workers, relying upon information and ideas to create fantastic work. So it's no wonder that our heads are often in the clouds, mulling over new story ideas and research notes, brainstorming plot events, and planning out the next steps we'll take to produce, pitch, and market our projects. As knowledge workers, we also spend a lot of time consuming content produced by other creatives in our field. We turn to books, blogs, and podcasts like this one to teach us about the writing craft and publishing industry, book marketing, and beyond. To salvage some peace of mind in all of this, most of us have tried to store this information in multiple ways. We have Scrivener files and Word documents, browser bookmarks, notebooks and note-taking apps, voice memos, emails, and probably a few scrawled words on napkins too. All of this note-taking means that our brains no longer have to remember every idea and piece of information we wanted to preserve. Instead, it has to remember where we've preserved them. (laughs) So how can we find a way to wrangle all this chaos? That's where intention comes into play, writer. By taking the time to create a unified system for knowledge management, we can organize our creative work and get serious about writing with clarity and focus. To get started, allow me to break down my preferred knowledge management system and why I love it. Harnessing the power of a second brain. Second brain is a term coined by Tiago Forte, one of the world's foremost productivity experts. To describe a system of personal knowledge management that helps one collect, store, and organize ideas and information. 
Curating a second brain can help free up the mental energy you need to create with focus and efficiency because it allows you to stop scrambling to keep hold of all the data slowly sifting through your brain. More importantly, you can reference the information you store in your second brain to develop and complete creative work with ease. Who can benefit from creating a second brain? Anyone. In fact, most people already do. Anytime you write a to-do list, save a recipe on Pinterest, or track a workout in an exercise app, you're storing information outside of your physical brain. In a second brain, if you will, for future reference. However, if you're anything like most people, then you don't have an efficient second brain system in place. Instead, you store information in various disconnected ways. Some of your notes might be digital, while others are physical. Whatever the case, few are easy to find or reference. That's why creating an intentional system for knowledge management can be such a game changer. As a writer, you can use a second brain to capture and organize all sorts of information, including research notes and references, new story ideas, world-building notes, writing exercises, notes from the books, blogs, and podcasts you consume, pre-writing work such as outlines and character sketches, revision notes, publishing and marketing plans, passages from the stories that you love and maybe want to study, books you'd like to read, and even all those small sources of inspiration, such as a historical fun fact that you find really interesting, or notes about a hobby that you'd like to work into a future book. You can also use a second brain to track various aspects of your writing life, such as your writing habit, your book listings, and important information about queries or magazine submissions. With all of this said, how can you create a unified second brain? Since most of us use computers to complete creative work, it makes sense to create a digital second brain, especially one that can sync across platforms and devices for easy access and collection no matter where you are or what you're doing. That's why I love Notion, the note-taking and knowledge management app that I first mentioned in my article and episode on habit tracking earlier this year. In fact, I love Notion so much that I even created a free writing habit tracker template in the app that you can download by visiting well-storied.com tracker. That habit tracker is also available as a PDF download if you aren't interested in using Notion at this time. That said, one of the great things about Notion is that it's free for personal use. It also boasts a customizable interface and robust features that allow you to store and view information in a variety of formats, including calendars, databases, lists, Kanban boards, galleries, and more. Notion also frequently introduces new features that expand the app's capabilities without impacting its usability. Notion aside, you could also create a second brain system in apps like Evernote, Microsoft OneNote, or Joplin, though each of these popular apps requires a small monthly subscription. Alternatively, 
you could take your system offline and use binders or file boxes to host your second brain. No matter the tool you use to set up your system, an effective second brain meets three standards. One, simplicity. An effective second brain is streamlined. It's a single system or simple series of tools that makes stored knowledge easy to organize and access. Two, flexibility. An effective second brain is adaptable. It's easy to modify and reorganize as your writing life evolves over time. And three, practicality. The most effective second brain is the one that you use. It's tailored to meet your needs and preferences, and it's easily accessible in your daily life. With these three standards in mind, consider which app or physical tool might work best for you. Then, let's talk about establishing and organizing your second brain. Within the Personal Knowledge Management, or PKM, community, there are various popular methods for organizing information in a second brain. Many articles tout the advantages of one method over another, as this one will. However, the best method is, once again, the one that works for you. Before discovering Tiago Forte's work earlier this summer, I hadn't heard of personal knowledge management or the concept of a second brain. I organize most of the information and ideas in my life in Notion using a method of my own making. And while that method worked well enough, I've since streamlined my second brain using Forte's PARA method, P-A-R-A, of organizing information. Rather than storing notes and data by topic, as most traditional knowledge management methods do, the PARA method organizes information based on its actionability. Forte breaks the concept of actionability down into four categories. Projects, areas, resources, and archives. That's where we get P-A-R-A or PARA. So in projects, you store information that is relevant to active projects. In areas, you store information that is relevant to ongoing areas of responsibility in your life. In resources, you store information that might become relevant in the future. And in archives, you store information that is no longer relevant or potentially relevant. So let's take a look at how you can set up your second brain using the PARA method. Step number one is to establish your PARA categories. To implement the PARA method, first create each of these four categories in your second brain. Projects, areas, resources, and archives. In Notion, I've created a page for each level of actionability in my sidebar. Alternatively, you could create four notebooks in Evernote or use four physical binders or binder sections for your second brain system. Step number two is to create relevant subcategories. After establishing your para categories, it's time to create the folders, tabs, or sections for relevant subcategories. So in projects, you're going to create subcategories for each of your active projects. This is your novels, short stories, maybe some upcoming book launches, and so on. 
In areas, create subcategories for each area of responsibility in your writing life. These areas might include research, world building, social media, and book marketing, among other possibilities. What's the difference between a project and an area? Projects have clear deadlines or endpoints, whereas the areas section is for ongoing responsibilities. For example, you might not know the exact date when you'll publish your novel, but you do know that you'll finish the project one day. Therefore, the novel has an endpoint, making it a project. Book marketing, on the other hand, is a lifelong endeavor for writers. This makes marketing an area of responsibility rather than a project. In the resources section, you may wish to create categories for interesting topics that aren't yet relevant in your writing life. So, for example, you could make a section for notes on publishing if you haven't yet finished writing your debut novel. Alternatively, you could wait to create subcategories in the resources section until you have information you're ready to input. After all, sometimes we don't know what we're interested in until we see it. And finally, in archives, you might consider adding subcategories to organize any retired information in your second brain. This isn't necessary by any means, but it can be helpful. Personally, I enjoy having business and personal subfolders in my archives, which I then further categorize by project or topic. Step number three to creating your second brain using the para method is to add relevant information. So after establishing your para categories and subcategories, you can actually begin to add relevant information to each section of your second brain. So think research notes, plot outlines, story ideas, all of those things we mentioned earlier. Anything goes. If you aren't sure where to put a piece of information, consider its usefulness. Let's say you've taken notes on an article about developing a successful book launch. If you're currently planning for an upcoming book launch, then that's an active project in your writing life. If you actively market your books, but you don't have a launch coming up soon, then this information will help you manage an area of responsibility in your writing life. And finally, if you're still drafting your debut novel and aren't anywhere close to launching it, then marketing isn't yet a project or area of responsibility for you. So store this information in resources instead. If you ever decide that you're done launching books, then you would move this information to your archives. Your notes would still be accessible if you needed to revive them, but they'd no longer clutter your more useful information. If this is the first time you're setting up an intentional second brain system, then you probably have notes and information all over the place. Story ideas in the notes app on your phone, a voice memo containing dialogue on your iPad, several journals full of handwritten notes from craft books you've read, and let's not forget the research links that you've emailed to yourself over the years. Inputting all of this information into your second brain may feel overwhelming. It can certainly be a time-consuming project. 
I've been there myself, which is why I can also tell you that the effort will be well worth your while when you have an organized, searchable second brain at your fingertips. Knowing that I can access all of my ideas and anything I've learned about writing, publishing, and marketing with ease is incredibly powerful. And I've already seen a boost in productivity and focus since implementing this system over the past few weeks. Now let's talk about curating new information to add to your second brain. To make full use of your second brain, you'll find it helpful to also have a system for consuming, curating, and inputting helpful information. It's easy enough to add your ideas to your second brain, of course, especially if you're using a digital system that syncs across devices. But what about potential notes from all of those books and blogs and podcasts and even YouTube videos that you consume? I like to use several apps to easily add this information to my Notion. The first is Air with two R's. This app allows you to take notes and save audio clips as you listen to podcast episodes. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, the only downside is that Air is currently only available for iOS, but they are creating an Android version that will hopefully be out soon. The second app is Instapaper, which is an app and a website that allows you to save articles to read later, then highlight and take notes as you read. And finally, I like to use Readwise, which allows you to import notes highlights, and saved social media posts from various desired sources, including the aforementioned Air and Instapaper, as well as your Kindle highlights from the ebooks that you read. And then Readwise automatically exports all of this information to Notion or Evernote or some of the other personal management apps out there. If you would like to check out any of these apps, Air, Instapaper, or Readwise, I have links for them included in today's episode transcript at well-storied.com life. Your own method for gathering and curating information might look much simpler. For example, you can make a habit of jotting down book or article notes directly into your second brain. I do this with physical books that I get from the library, and that method works just fine. The point is to have a system for regular learning and information capture that helps you develop your knowledge of the craft, then put that knowledge into practice on a whim. Combine this system with one that also enables you to capture all of those wonderful ideas in your head, and you'll never lack for clarity, inspiration, or focus in your writing life. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Podcast Writer. I hope you found it helpful to your writing journey. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode and to give the podcast a quick rating or review. Doing so goes a long way toward helping the podcast reach new writers and lets me know that you're enjoying what I'm creating. You can also give me a shout out directly on Instagram at Kristen underscore Kiefer. For additional guidance as you work to craft sensational novels and build your best writing life, 
be sure to head on over to www.well-storied.com where I share blog posts, workbooks, e-courses, and other helpful resources for writers. Again, that's w-e-l-l-s-t-o-r-i-e-d.com. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode, my friend. Until next time, happy writing!